0: Thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast from Visit Aurora, from the rafters of the Stanley Marketplace. This is the show dedicated to telling the stories of Aurora, Colorado. Hi there. I'm Dave, Senior Marketing Manager for Visit Aurora. July 20th, 2012 is among the darkest days in our history. That's the date one of the most brutal mass shootings in our nation's history took place right here in our community at the Century 16 Theater during a screening of The Dark Knight Rises. It's a date none of us in this community will ever forget. In the wake of that day, we also learned stories of incredible acts of love, kindness, heroism, and selflessness. The 720 Foundation was established in March of 2013 to carry out the fundraising, planning, and oversight of the construction of the permanent 720 Memorial to honor all of the victims of that tragedy. That vision was realized in July of 2018. Today, I'm honored to be joined by the CEO of the 720 Foundation, Heather Dearman. Heather, thank you so much for taking the time today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be telling the story and I'm really grateful that you're willing to tell it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Hate to start this way, but as we record this, we're less than 48 hours removed from yet another tragedy, this time uh, the elementary school shooting in Texas. When these events happen, and by the way, are you okay? I wanna start with that. Yes, um, yes. When, when these events happen, I know for those of us in this community, it opens up wounds, but you mm-hmm. specifically, um, when this news hits, how does it affect you? And, and do you go into how can I help mode or, or, or how do you manage when these headlines arise?
1: When I first, for me personally, heard the headline, I felt like I was back in 2012 again. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of parallels. Because my cousin Ashley was in the theater that night on July 20th, and she was with her six-year-old daughter, Veronica, and she was also pregnant. And Ashley was unfortunately shot and now paralyzed, and she lost her unborn child and her beautiful daughter, six-year-old Veronica. And so because she was in the hospital fighting for her life, we couldn't have um, Veronica's services until October. And so... In October, you know, our hearts were already ripped open, but like it almost opens a wound again when you're at the services. Yeah. And it seemed like a short 8 weeks later maybe that Sandy Hook happened. Yeah. And for our family, for the whole country really it, it really devastated everyone, but to have just said goodbye to a 6-year-old and then know that several innocent children were killed, it just it just doesn't seem real. And then here we are 10 years later, and like we're already so raw because it's the 10 year. Yeah. And then for something similar to happen again, it just seems real, just unreal.
0: There is a cliche that time heals all wounds, but there's still a lot of healing in our community that is still happening to this day, I imagine.
1: There is I mean, obviously last Tuesday wasn't the first time that something horrific happened. It's interesting because I don't know if I'm wrong, but like since Sandy Hook in 2012 it didn't seem like it was a one succession after another of it happening. it seemed right. I don't even know because everything's a blur when when a tragedy and you know and you have a tragedy in your community, everything is a blur. It seems like but like I said, it just starting started happening more frequently and I know that every time we hear about that in the news especially us in Aurora it um, triggers us all over again Absolutely. and people are on edge and you're in the grocery store and everyone there's just like this heaviness around
0: the 720 Memorial Foundation's board is comprised primarily of loved ones and survivors of the tragedy through the foundation you've kind of found an extended family I imagine
1: Yes, um, it definitely is a blessing. I joined the foundation in 2015. Up until 2015, our family was rallying around Ashley and kind of in our own little world. Um, But, you know, and the trial was going on. The trial actually um, didn't get over until 2015. But um, I remember, because I also happen to work for the city of Aurora. You know, I'm a native here. I raised my family here and I work for the city. So it's, I love Aurora, Um, but anyways, I was working at the city and I asked someone in the building if there was going to be a memorial built and they indicated that they were having a hard time raising funds Mm -hmm. and when I went back home and called my aunt on the phone, um, one of my four daughters was on the couch with her sister and they heard me saying that money was needed and my daughter, my youngest daughter at the time was four and my oldest daughter was, I can't remember their ages, but they thought about having a lemonade stand in oh, the wow. honor of Veronica to raise money. I said, yes, let's do it, and I went to the board and it was made up of family members and survivors and asked if it was okay if we did a lemonade stand. Of course they said yes. Right. <laughs> then I decided to go to Nick's Garden Center, one of our beloved community, community. Um, what are they called?
0: Is it like an like arboretum? A nursery. Yeah, nursery, it's awesome. It's a great place. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's in a garden. Well, they had, they had already decided that whatever the memorial was going to be it would be built in the garden in front of the city building yeah because the 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 city bequeathed us the land but anyways my thought was like we're going to have it in a garden so let's have the lemonade stand fundraiser at a garden center and richard said yes of course we'll have it on our busiest day and i just remember so many of the community like rallied around us and gathered together and came to that lemonade stand and One special part of that lemonade stand, too, is I had asked Chief Metz at the time if he would bring um, as many police officers to the lemonade stand as possible, and the reason why is my cousin Ashley had sent a kindergarten picture of Veronica to me, and one side was a picture of her in a graduation cap, and on the other side it said, I want to be a police officer when I grow up.
0: One of the best stories that came out of that was Veronica being honored as an honorary police officer for the city of Aurora. I mean, what what a powerful moment that had to have been for your family.
1: Oh my gosh, it was breathtaking. They had a whole procession of police to the garden center and they folded a flag and a flag has 13 folds and we lost 13 and they said the name of a victim on each fold and they presented the flag to my cousin and they also made a plaque with that kindergarten picture on it and a police badge and gave um, one to her and one of those hangs in one of the police stations now.
0: The memorial is beautiful, it's poignant. How is a shared community space to gather and reflect so cathartic for this community?
1: It has been cathartic from the day we started having our annual fundraiser for the memorial in that space. Like it was just a heap of dirt and nobody knew what it was going to be. But we decided to have our fundraiser in the that area. And it almost like brought a certain energy to it of people gathering and remembering and honoring, but also celebrating life, really, because our board has always, from the very beginning, We wanted that to be a place not only of remembering but of healing and Mm -hmm. of honoring our community and the survivors and the loved ones and we want people to feel the love of those that we lost so their hearts carry on and so that we are extending that love and so they're still here in a way because of that
0: it's a place of reflection but it's also a place of hopefulness and it's a place of community and i think that's exactly what you were striving for a lot of the events that you hold there um, really do bring people together
1: oh much! it's just been so amazing we always have We've had the chalk art um, artists there every year, and every year we pick a theme for them to chalk live for people. And then the breweries that come, and like the brewery is a whole community in of, in and of itself. And like we've heard before that a lot of brewers don't like doing festivals, but they'll always come to ours because they feel that sense of community, and they. It's just amazing to see like everyone come out and like connect with one another, and it just. It just shows that there's so much love and compassion out there. And it just like, i it's a testament to how wonderful the people of Aurora are too. It's <laughs> so
0: easy to be distracted by our differences and the things that we disagree upon. But yeah, when you do have kind of this stripped down raw humanity that's brought together you you see that we truly are connected and spaces like the the 720 memorial kind of is a is an important reminder of that connection that we have to one another
1: you said that so good thank you like you should write some content for us
0: (laughs) i'd be happy to help
1: because that's exactly you put it into words that's exactly it i think With our memorial and with our paper crane piece project, when people hear a story about it, like companies will reach out and say, this is something that we can get behind because we have such a diverse group of people. But everyone agrees that paying love forward, everyone can agree on.
0: For, for those who haven't yet made the trek to the 720 Memorial, can you kind of describe its its inspiration and construction from an artistic standpoint?
1: I think for our board, the first thing that helped with it was when Roberta Bloom from Art in Public Places, the city. So a backstory is the city, Mayor Hogan, our beloved Mayor Hogan, he's the one who founded the foundation. He knew we would need a memorial. So he had city management sit on the board until the family was ready to take over and this is such a story I like to brag about because you wouldn't think that of government like when we started when the board started coming together they just sat back at advise as advisors and they let us go at our own pace and they were cognizant of the healing process we were in but um what happened was When they brought in Roberta Bloom, when we started raising money after the lemonade stand, they started realizing, oh my gosh, this is really getting started. We should start talking about what the art should be. But she told us something that she said she's never done before with an art board because we're not artists she asked us what we wanted people to feel when they were in the garden and that's when we said we want people to feel peace and healing and remembrance and that's how we did our call to artists and what we decided to do was say we want you to submit we don't want you to submit what you think the art should be but why you want to work on it and as a board we decided we had to be 100% unanimous and we narrowed it down to four finalists who we brought out to Aurora, and they met with survivors, first responders, and we also, Aurora History Museum, if you haven't talked to them yet, they are hold a huge special place in our heart. It's a whole other story about how they collected everything from 2012 across from the theater, meticulously took care of it like it, it was a soul, really. Um, but we had them display some things from there because they had it in a warehouse so they took out a bunch of stuff to display for the artists. And the artist we chose, Dow Blumberg, um, when he presented the idea, because we wanted it to also incorporate community and how they gave to us, um, he was inspired by the 1,000 paper cranes that were given to us by a young man in O'Fallon, Missouri. He collected paper cranes at a Starbucks with notes on them and so his concept was to sculpt 83 cranes and 70 of them represent the 70 that are injured and then 13 of them represent the ones we lost and Um, It's just so beautiful when you go there because it's like you see the 70 that are white and they're like coming in from the berm, which a lot of the artists described as a big hug because it's like even though it's so close to the theater, you can't see the theater and it like surrounds you with a big hug. And um, the 70 cranes are swooping in in different flights from around the berm towards the center as you see the 13 in the centerpiece with that have clear wings going up towards the heavens and so it's just like a beautiful moving piece and you can look at it from every different angle and get a different feeling but the special part that i always like to talk about is how he incorporated our community and that is that in every single one of those 83 cranes is a canister and we had collected notes from the community just kind of like the Boy in O'Fallon, Missouri, and we stuffed each of the canisters with those notes. And we also printed out a sheet of words of positive words that came from the tragedy—things of like hope and first responders and community—and and then a and then a sheet of negative words, um, fear. Um, I don't want to go through all the negative words, right, but. Right. We put those in there, we like cut them all out and put some in each, um, kind of like we knew that the birds would be carrying those for us.
0: You've touched on this a little bit, but you've expanded the the paper crane project. It's super unique and creative um, in outreach of... Positivity and love to other communities. Can you expound a little bit on the the paper uh, crane projects? It's so unique and, and creative.
1: Thank you Yes Well, when we were first raising money for the memorial We would go to different City of Aurora events like Global Fest and Fourth of July and at our booth It seemed like maybe that's when it started happening in 2015 where it seemed like shootings were happening in succession but we were making banners for people and it would say like love to Dallas and we'd have people sign it because that's what people did for us right. like the City Hall was filled with those banners but when we found when we decided on the memorial being based off of paper cranes we had the idea of let's send um, paper cranes to those communities instead of the banners and so um, we At booths, when there are booths, we have origami paper there and also um, already folded cranes for people to write notes of love and support to um, other communities. And we put them on a wreath and we send them out to that different community. And right now we're working on three of them.
0: Can you talk a little bit about the outreach that the 720 Memorial Foundation does to support other communities that have experienced A similar tragedy you've kind of bonded with these other communities and you 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 know reach out to give support can you talk a little bit about what those endeavors are
1: yeah so the rebels project um, was born out of Columbine and they actually started that in 2012 when the theater shooting happened because they didn't have that support then and there's all out of every tragedy seems to become a nonprofit and so we're um, forming a coalition of nonprofits for mass shootings to kind of learn best practices and do outreach. We really want to bring awareness to the long-term healing needs of survivors. This is the example of my cousin, Ashley, Stefan, Caleb, who are all in wheelchair now and always will need medical help. But we expound that even more in that we believe that your part of being a survivor, whether you were there or not, or injured or not, because the ripple effect is so huge. And so like, I think about today, or even on Tuesday when that happened, there's so many people in our community who were affected by um, the July tragedy, but never reached out back then. And they're finding themselves hurting right now and not really understanding Mm -hmm. why. And they deserve to now 10 years later, go get that help as well. And like, we just wanna bring awareness to the fact that it's never ending and there should be support in perpetuity
0: yeah and 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 it's unfortunate that there are those shared experiences but there's nothing like getting the support from somebody who kind of has a direct knowledge of what you're going through and the bevy of emotions and the anger and the sadness and even the hopefulness for the future and the kindness all of that just having that support system is you can't put a value on that. That's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. And it's kind of I imagine there's probably a sense of obligation to do that for others who have experienced this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because that's one of the things that we've always been so grateful for the support of our community in 2012 and how they helped us realize and make the memorial happen that we have to pay it forward. We want to pay it forward. We feel like we're keeping the memory of our loved ones alive by doing that.
0: To to mark the passage of 10 years, you've chosen the theme of metamorphosis uh, to honor the transformation of the community and the lives that are also forever changed. So many amazing events. Can you tell us about them?
1: Yes, I'm so excited and happy to tell you about the events. We really wanted to do something for everyone because everyone's at a different point in their healing journey and people connect to different types of things. So every year since the shooting, there's always been the midnight vigil and that's open to the public. And um, it starts on July 19th around 1045 is when people start gathering. And we have a whole program where we, you know, say a prayer and um, go through the memorial and recite the names and the um, first Responders do a procession at the end. It's always very special and solemn and so We've always thought you know after such a solemn heavy um, Experience that we'll always have on the 19th we, the following Saturday we always have our reflection garden on tap and Every year we have breweries and chalk artists and a band and since it's the ten tenure um, We know we had to expand and make it even bigger yeah. um One of the, we have one year, one or two years we did have a 5K run, but that became a lot to handle. So we haven't had it for a couple of years, but people always ask to bring it back. And we're happy to say we are having a 5K this year. It's actually super, super special because Zach Golditch is a gateway football player and a survivor, and he wants to, um, have a scholarship for an Aurora Public School student-athlete because he was on an athletic scholarship after his trauma, and it really helped him heal. And um, he was an NFL football player and now a South Metro firefighter. So it all fits so perfectly. But the 5K will start at 9 a.m., and they were taking registrations now. If you're 21 or older, you'll get a free wristband to the other event, I'll tell you about. But 9 a.m., and it's pretty... um, poetic, I would say, because it starts right across from the theater at the um, RTD station and then it will end in the memorial garden and it's called the Heroes Run. And then at 1.45pm this was something we added when we connected with Becky Hogan who is our beloved Mayor Hogan's wife. She's doing a really great job of having a reflection ceremony at one45 kind of on the Great Lawn and that's going to be more of a um, formal ceremony where we'll have some speakers of people who were involved in the past behind the scenes who were also affected like chief oats um you know chief garcia we're gonna have survivors speaking things like that and then at three o'clock kick, kicks off the community celebration and bring back our same breweries we have like 22 so far we have Two awesome bands playing. Brushfire is a local band that we've always had there, and we're excited that we get to have Latin Soul. They're they're really really phenomenal. Awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> Wellness booths and um, kids activities, and the last like premiere part of this event. All all of this is on July 23rd is Metamorphosis, which is going to be an immersive orchestra. They're going to be set up near the garden and you can sit amongst the orchestra. And we've been, wow. Yeah.
0: How cool is that? that Cool. Yeah.
1: We're going to be, um, we've been working with the conductor and picking out four pieces that kind of, um, artistically show the metamorphosis of our community. And, you know, really everyone can connect to that because our whole world has gone through a metamorphosis with COVID and everything going Mm -hmm. on. Absolutely. But, To add to that, we have a poet laureate, Asetu, who's going to be presenting a custom piece. And then we're gonna be having the students the students from Dava are creating visual art that's going to be on a screen that's going to go with the orchestra. And we have a dance company that is, we just got done filming a couple of weeks ago, them amongst the garden, like showing a dance. So it's like this whole art immersive experience because there's shock art. That, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't even believe this is happening. We've been talking about it for so long and it's coming together so beautifully. It's going to be amazing and it's going to be healing.
0: Um, What I love the most about this is that you didn't even need a sheet of paper. You've been so involved in all of this that you know by heart everything that's going to happen, not only on the 19th but the 23rd. What an incredible way to honor the community. And posted here on the link to the podcast, we'll have a direct link to all of the day's festivities, all of the week's festivities, so that you can be a part of what is a really powerful community. Um, It's amazing that you can be there in those times of need. Um, In a perfect world, no new communities would emerge that would need this kind of support Uh, but these problems persist i know that this is a very loaded long conversation but in your view what can we do as a society to limit these events from happening in the future
1: well as a foundation we're really passionate about mental health for all everyone deserves mental health also just any small act of kindness that you can show to one human being makes a difference even if you don't See the result it's really hard to sit back for us you know and have to find another wreath to um give to someone else you know because you're like why am i doing this it it keeps on happening but we will receive notes back from those communities right at the right time in fact The tree of life one time i was getting ready to send out a wreath to a different community and i another thing happened and just as i was about to i was crying at my desk thinking i can't believe i'm doing this again the mail came and tree of life sent a note about how much it meant to them that they got that and it reminded me to keep going and so really, I just think if everyone could just realize that we're all humans and give just a little, even a smile, like you never no. know how a smile could have changed someone's day. And the hard part about that, you know, I know for people is that you don't know what you prevented because there's no right? way to measure that.
0: Absolutely. Personally, what lessons have you taken from the last 10 years?
1: To always be grateful for what you have and for everyone around you to never give up and, and to still keep believing and. And love and hope. Yeah, especially today, like to be able to talk to you about this today, like it's been very heavy the past two days. Yeah. But knowing that I was going to come here and talk about something of of a way of healing and giving back and connecting with one another, it like gave me more strength and I feel more more inspired.
0: Yeah, I was talking to a friend about our conversation and she said it's it's kismet that we were able to talk together today. So I know. (laughs) <laughs> um, how, how can the folks listening get involved and support the 720 Memorial Foundation?
1: Well, we will be forever collecting paper cranes. Our original hope was to fill a huge clear bin of paper cranes to show that there's more love in the world than hate. And it does keep getting replenished, so that's wonderful. Um, so even if we do have to use them again, we know that it, there's always an overflowing non-ending supply of that but um, we also would love donations to help us support our cause and you can donate on our website 7-20 memorial.org
0: heather there's power in a collective consciousness of love support and empathy and i want to thank you and the 720 foundation for being stewards of that power for our community
1: of course it's in our dna now and i i i just want to say like i love aurora so much and there's so much beauty here and so many kind people and you know, this is proof of that. If you want to see proof of that, come to our event. Like everyone is welcome from all over, not just Aurora. <laughs> we welcome
0: everyone. Heather Dearman, CEO of the 720 Foundation. Visit them online at 7-20memorial.org. You can also visit their Facebook and Instagram pages at 720 Memorial Foundation. Hey, thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast. Visit Aurora is the official destination marketing organization for the city of Aurora, Colorado, and acts as the primary liaison between meeting planners and hotel partners. As Aurora's convention and visitors bureau, Visit Aurora's mission is grounded in showcasing Aurora as a premier destination for meetings, business, and leisure travel. Visit Aurora represents more than 75-plus hotel properties with 13,500-plus guest rooms and more than 1 million square feet of meeting space, including Colorado's largest resort, Gaylord Rockies Resort and Convention Center. As Colorado's third largest city, Aurora is located minutes away from Denver International Airport and showcases mountain views, memorable meeting spaces, and 250 plus international eateries that offer a unique experience for each and every visitor. As the gateway to the Rockies, Visit Aurora's role in the local community goes beyond marketing the city as a destination. The Visit Aurora team is here to assist you with your Colorado visit, from facilitating your meeting, event, or convention, to helping you discover local flavor and attractions. Go beyond on the boardroom in Aurora, Colorado. For more, visit us at visitaurora.com.